We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel. I'm Joe Pizapia. And as always on Tuesdays, we're joined by the Todd father himself, Todd Zola. What's happening, my man? Well, it was a rough day on Monday. I was all in on Derek Holland, all in being one lineup, but all in on Derek Holland. So uh, why? Yeah, I haven't retired. You know, I, I, I was intrigued, and this is seasonal and DFS. I was intrigued. There's an increase in velocity, and there's a, his pitch mix is different. He's relying less on his fastball and more on his off-speed stuff. The narrative there is he's finally healthy. He looked pretty good his first couple of games. He did. He wasn't sharp against the Yankees. I wasn't scared of the Yankees. They're better hitters or lefty, although Gardner was, didn't play yesterday. But I, I wasn't, you know, horrified by the Yankees lineup in Yankee Stadium. I, you know, it was a GPP play, 3% ownership. I thought, you know, you know I thought I was going to be a millionaire. Well, a, a 10,000 air going into the contest. But, of course, uh, sitting here with you, I'm not retiring just yet, which is pretty good because I actually like to work. But you know, you something know, that, tells me that even something tells me that even if you had hit the big jackpot, you would still. I don't know if you'd come on here with me, but you would still be around. I I, I think Todd well, would, would just fold up the tents and leave. No, what I do is I'd pay my writers, and they wouldn't work for free. Ah, <laughs> there you go. That is now you're talking. That's where it's at. <laughs> and I'm you think, well, anyway. So you know, it's let's, funny. Let's, let's earn some other people money if I can't earn. Let's money. do no. that. You know, before we do though, I, right. I just want to touch on this and this Holland thing because right. I, I think it's the same thing with me and Matt Moore and last year I broke up with Matt Moore mm-hmm. I was just done I, I couldn't do it anymore I was literally no pun intended I was I was right. out but it's funny because we see these guys sometimes that have talent and have ability and for one reason or another they just don't quite reach the expectation and it's hard because sometimes some of those guys like Holland like more they'll tease you for a start or two and then it's like this really sobering cold water on your face again where you realize oh wait this is why he's infuriating well, it's humbling, but I mean, again, I like the narrative. I like when there's numbers to back the narrative. Sure. The narrative is he's healthy again because he was, he, you know, he wasn't bad in Texas. Uh, Arlington was a much harder uh, park to pick, park to pitch in back a few years back. So you know, relative to that. But then 
you know, I, you know, again, the, the fastball is up, and the, the, the change in the, in the curveball were being used a little bit more. You know, you, I, I'm still not off him. He just wasn't sharp tonight. I mean, pitches, so, you know, unless your name is, you know, unless your name is Kershaw, there night, and even, you know, even night, he had that night in Colorado a week ago. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's going to happen. I'm still on him. He has another start this week. So in, in my seasonal leagues, you know, I get across my fingers. I think it's uh it, it was a a little bit easier of a start than than potentially Yankees and Yankees stadiums. Like I said, it wasn't all that concerned. So we'll see. But yeah, I want I want something in numbers, and that was there. The, that I mean, you know, the just the guys that are uh just you know look on the other end of the stadium uh, schedule we make to our or spectrum i'm thinking schedule because i was about to say you know you may talk josh tomlin a little bit he's off to a terrible start but his underlying peripherals are okay if you if you were on josh tomlin before his horrendous start you should still be on him now it's just pitch to contact guys that's what happens i'm not a fan of those sort of guys so i don't have to worry about it but, you know, two or three starts, that's the toughest part of the early part of the season. We don't know about the pitchers, and we don't know about the opponents yet. I'm strong, I do the, you know, it's a, it's a little off topic a little bit, but not really because the two-start piece, can, you can kind of use it for, uh, for DFS and the ranking of the pitchers. But the point being, I'm struggling early in the season. How much do you rely on your initial expectations? How much do you temper that with what they've done so far and what the opponents have done so far as far as ranking pitchers for the week? Well, it's definitely hard yeah. to buy in, and and yeah. looking to the slate, you know, let's let's go ahead and turn the yeah, page to yeah. Tuesday here, yeah. Yeah. because you know we're the only podcast, I'm sure, that is just, and it's my fault as much as equally yours that we've wasted three minutes on Derek Holland. But let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about two guys who seem to be going through a rebirth right now. Right. I just did some work on them, and one of them I was very much on. In fact, even last week, if you listen to the podcast, Doug Thornburn was off of Francisco Liriano. I was on. He was mm-hmm. off of Liri of a. Uh, Luis Severino, I was on. So those were two guys that if you if you did listen to the Joe side of that, you, you made some money last week. And these are two guys that are back right now. Uh, you got Jimmy Nelson on here, which is one guy uh, who, I'll tell you what, you know, you talk about early beginnings. This is a guy that's always had a lot of talent. He's 7,800. He's at Chicago. But still, I mean, so far, he's been very good this year. And Severino, who... You know, also the strikeout number is very high total, 11 last time out at 7700 So his price went up about $700 from last week. So let's talk about Nelson and Severino. Which one, if any, I know Severino's at home, Nelson's on the road. Right. Which one, if any, are are you considering for, let's say, GPP play today? Yeah, I uh, I, I highlighted three three pitchers. Severino was one. Well, Scherzer was cashed, you know, ding, dong, ding, lock it in. <laughs> Severino, my other my – other, GPP play may be a bit of a surprise, but no, Severino's is one of the uh, one of the two GPP plays. He's another guy that early on looks good. The velocity's up, although as we talked, we're not really sure yet how much that means. Chicago offense is manageable. Uh, Yankee Stadium is actually uh, a, a neutral, if not negative, for runs if you can control the homers. And Severino, he was he benefited with a with a low. If you called him, you probably watched the game. That umpire was calling the low strike, but to his credit, Severino was keeping the ball low. Right. Right. You know, so it's, I mean, you can't, you can't say, well, he got, you know, drew a good umpire. Well, he did, but he took advantage. So that, that to me, that showed me a lot. So uh, if he gets a favorable ump or, or that's what he keeps the ball low, we're, I'm, Severino was a top prospect. And I think because it was Yankee Stadium, people may have, you know, pushed him down their personal ranks a bit, which I think is a mistake. 
Yeah, and it's funny, too, we, we sort of forget that not that long ago, Luis Severino in the minor leagues, a fair amount of innings as well, we had like right. a four-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. I mean, this was this was a legit front-line starting pitching prospect, and I know last year was about as bad as it possibly can get, and I know that's why it scares a lot of people off of him. But, you know, I mean, Nelson didn't quite have the same pedigree coming in, but still highly regarded, and those are two guys. I I want to guess who the third guy is for you. Can I take one guess? And I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I want to see if I can figure out who is the guy for him, the last G, GPP. Are we talking really low, or are we talking maybe not so much? That's the only no, we're hint. Talking low. we're talking low. We're talking low. All right. I don't think you'd want to go against him, but uh, is it Fulton Evich at home? No, no. Okay, who is well, it? Who do you like? It's not a bad play. You, if you if you played every single lefty against Colorado on the road the past couple of years, you'd be a rich man or rich woman. Yin Jin Ru. All right. Uh, I'm still check it out. Colorado on the road versus lefties has been you know I I'm almost sounding like the guy that I don't like to that I don't like to hear you know making generalizations of this nature. But to be honest, the uh, the left-handers the, the lineup is is much the same. I don't see a whole lot of difference adding the right-handed punch to you know maybe Trevor Story. To, to take it away. Now, I don't know how far in the game Rue's going to go, but we're talking GPP, we're talking 6,600, so you can load up with the bats. But lefties on the road, well, when Colorado's on the road facing the southpaw, it's uh, ka-ching. Now, here's one question. Number one, this is first start at home, so right off the bat, I think that's probably a positive, and you will want to trend there. But my other question for you, not just home road, but also, are you concerned with Ryu not getting out of the fifth inning in his first two starts? Is that enough of a concern with you that with the quality start and play, that that's something that, you know, although the matchup is tempting so far, his inability to get deep into games is a bit concerning? Well, it's, it's, it's kind of the domino effect. If he's pitching well, he'll go deeper. Right. So, you know, I, I think, you know, that that's just sort of one thing feeds into the next. So... And you, you didn't, you know, I don't know if we talk enough about the quality start, which is important at this point. That's people, you know, six innings is the, the major league average is fewer than six innings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, not, it's not a given a guy gets a quality start anymore. You know, a close game gets lifted for a pinch hitter and the whatnot. But I just, you know, at that price. Well, he I'm hasn't not, gotten out of the fifth inning yet. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am not a, I am more of a cash game player. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I need help on the, on the GPPN to be, you know, you know, Zola, that's not a good pick. But at 6,600, you know, I have a hard time not getting a share or two of a guy, a left-hander against Colorado. Well, here's a question, too. Speaking of cash games, you know, I know Scherzer, obviously, we all love him. There, there is some weather concern there. Make sure you check on that yeah. as the time concerns. But Atlanta, which is a trap against righties. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing, too. I mean, I'm on those minds of if as long as the weather is going to be playable, sometimes there's enough of a fade of the top guy like Scherzer where people get a little afraid because of the amount of cost, where that's actually a really good play because the ownership then is down. Right. But when you're talking about a $700 difference to you, Darvish, coming off that big strikeout game, is that enough of a discount for you anyway, where you're saying, look, that's $700 I can put out there. Last two starts, 61 points, 34 points. I mean, that's a pretty good trend there. I mean, he's pitching in Oakland as well, which is also a very pitcher-friendly environment. Yeah, now, to be honest, it's not a, at least the pitching is not a cash-friendly slate. So this may be a – tomorrow may be – or tonight may be a night where – I keep getting my days mixed up. But you write one day, you you edit the next. So oh, please don't even tell me. I've been <laughs> yeah. I've been moving all weekend between yeah. the holiday yeah. and I just yeah. moved into a new place today. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm I, I literally like about 20 minutes ago. Oh wait, <laughs> we record at this time and not that time. I better right. run inside. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So tonight, it's it's not the best, and I don't like to force 
I don't like to force it when it's not there, especially cash games. So I may not, I may not play a whole lot of cash tonight. So the the, the point being then, you know, uh, I still I don't I don't worry I don't worry about seven hundred dollars, especially on Fanduel in cash games because you can find the bats if this the pricing still soft enough. Uh, GPP though, uh, yeah, I you now the problem with 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 Oakland and with Darvish is Oakland doesn't strike out a ton, and the uh, it's no longer Oco. The uh, Oakland Alameda County Coliseum uh, depresses strikeouts mainly because of all that foul territory. Right. So if you want those whiffs, what you want in GPP action, that's a lot of money to pay for. I think it's it's a lot of money. I, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look elsewhere for my uh, GPP. Oh, I would definitely agree with that. I was just wondering in the cash game if you thought Darvish was enough of a savings there, especially with the yeah. You, if you I'm know, forcing the it, yeah. If I'm forcing it, yes. If it, if I if you 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 know solely have to play cash tomorrow night, you know what I probably would go with Darvish because as I kind of alluded to, and then there's a trap uh, against against. I tend to agree with you there. Uh, all right, let's get to some of the catchers here. Obviously, yeah. catcher is one of those spots where you're trying to just get bang for your buck for the most yeah. part. Somebody's not going to hurt you, but you know, let's let's talk about a guy right now who's only twenty five hundred uh, lefty bat against Josh Tomlin, and I know you know the stats might in terms of velocity yeah. and things like that might be good for Josh Tomlin, but let's be honest, the results, Todd, baby, not good. Is yep. Castro enough so far? Has he done enough for you to be a viable option? Or are we looking more, a little bit higher, more for, you know, again, my best friend this year so far, Rio Muto and yeah. guys like that where you want to go up a little bit higher? Yeah, well, again, I'm kind of in GPP mode uh, tonight. I've got three guys highlighted, and Castro's one of them. The, uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be in the lineup. Minnesota's a pretty good hitting park. There's a few other lefties. If you don't stack Minnesota, uh, the, the, you, don't ha- you, don't, you don't have to, but the point being they should be getting to Tomlin. They should be doing some damage. So Castro is one of my three catchers for sure on the radar for, uh, for Tuesday night. Any other catchers that uh, tickle your fancy, so to speak, Mr. Zola? Well, listen, I mean, I don't, you, you can go up there with a, a croquet stick against Bronson Arroyo. <laughs> so, so you, so you got to have Wellington, Wellington Castillo, Wellington Castillo on your radar, and you know I, I know he's terrible. I know he's killing people so far, and it might be a tease. But you got, you got a lefty on the mound for the Red Sox because Edward Eduardo Rodriguez is a well. He's a lefty too. Brian Johnson coming in. Is this the night? Is this the day that 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 Russell Martin breaks out? Oh, I hear you, man. I'm I'm <laughs> with you. I'm uh, look. I I've been saying it now for the last 48 <laughs> hours. Like, look, you know it's coming, and you know he's had this mo lately. You know he's only 2500, yeah. but last couple of years he's had this mo where he like go dormant. Look, he's not a 097 hitter. So right. I I know you yelled at me the other day about streaks and things like that, but I didn't yell. Oh, okay. You raised your voice. Well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, he's not an 097. Well, that's well, I expect nothing less from you, Todd. Come on now. Uh, but exactly, he's not an 097 here. At a certain point in time, we may not know when it's coming, but it's coming around and it's going to go in a little bit of a positive. All right, let's hit the corners first and third. We got Anthony Rizzo at the top of the board, 42. Same with Goldschmidt. Uh, we go down to uh, Will Myers at 3,800, who's had a, a terrific opening to the mm-hmm. season. Um, he's got a, a matchup. I know it's righty on righty, but it's Shelby Miller, another guy who's given up a fair amount of runs already early uh, in this season. A little quiet weekend from Will Myers, but yeah. is that just, I mean, to be expected considering just how red hot he was the first week and a half? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. 
I haven't I haven't checked out how much he's running yet because that's sort of what puts him over the top. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that give you, adding to that floor and that upside just a little bit. But sure, it's 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 it's, it's kind of a pricey play. There's a couple other plays in there that are like a little bit more than, than Myers. But you know, overall, anytime he's got the uh, favorable platoon matchup, even at you know not even home at, at home too, it's it's he's in play. He's he's not my number one guy or even my number three guy this tonight, but he's in play. Now, how about Joey Votto? There's another guy that started off, you know, pretty cold so far to the season at 3,800. Uh, he's got the lefty righty yeah. matchup. He's at home in Cincinnati. You know, Gossman's a good pitcher, but uh, I know we don't know when it's coming, but I still think, look, even though he's only hitting about 200, he's still got three bombs on the year. So it's not like it's all, you know, completely useless. And between him and Encarnacion at 34, I'm looking at these two guys. These guys are going to get going eventually, and Phil Hughes is certainly another guy for Encarnacion. If you're going to get going against somebody, Phil Hughes would be the one to get going against. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I had an old schedule. I had uh, I had Votto going against uh, uh, n- not not uh, I had not not not, I not Tomlin. I had him against him. Who, no, Votto, oh, I'm sorry, not Gossman. Pardon me, Gossman. Yeah, I get ahead of Jimenez. I had an old schedule in there, so I like him a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, Gosman's one reason, you know, if you pitch if you're going against a pitcher whose control is suspect, Vado's a great floor guy for that for that walk. Uh Gosman's control is a little better than Jimenez. So I, I like him less against uh Gosman. But again, there's there's other guys I think uh, at first base a little further down the line that uh, especially again in GPP play that are uh, that are on my target for for tonight. Now, one more Baltimore Oriole guy I just want to touch on since we were talking about yeah. Gosman. You know, I know he's got a it's a righty righty matchup, so it's a chance that Mancini is not in the lineup. But I mean, I think it bears a little bit of witness that this guy's put up some monster games in the yeah, last couple yeah. of days. And should he start to get more playing time and should he be out of that platoon? Let's say he does get the start against a soft tossing Arroyo. Is that enough for you to throw Mancini in there at the discount of thirty one hundred? Because that's a that's a fair amount of discount at first base. Yeah, here's an interesting ploy, and this is a GPP play. I, I say I don't know GPP, but I'm about to give you a nice little GPP play. His teammate, Chris Davis, is 3,300. He's going to be chalk against Arroyo. Mm-hmm. Now, you want some, now, if, if, now, he's got to be in the lineup. That's what, you know, we, we know they've been platooning him, but... Well, I mean, so if Mancini is in there, you can only use one and on Fandle. You can easily use Mancini or Davis. You can't use them both. Right. So you're looking to take down a GPP. If he's in the lineup, Mancini's the play because everybody's going to be on Davis. So now, you know, you, you, you're taking against, you're playing against that same soft pitcher, but what you're doing is, you're, you know, you, you've got contrarian action on the same team. So last year was, you used to do it with, uh, with, with Ortiz and Hanley, although they were different, you know, different sides of the plate, kind of like Mancini and Davis's. So that is the way to, if, if Mancini's in there, and he very well may be. Now, if you take a look at the home run, uh, the, the hit, the pitchers that Mancini's nailed for the homers, they're nothing special. However, he hit them. You know, you got to give him credit for that. And if nothing else, he could be in the lineup. So that's an interesting play t- to see if, uh, and it's an early enough call, or early enough game, we'll know the lineup in time to know if he's actually playing. So uh, It's one of those to monitor because I, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. That's one of those spots where people might hesitate because he's been strictly platoon yeah. and because they don't know you know what they're going to get out of him. He's still floating on the radar in a lot of season-long leagues too. He was floating around in my home league, and I 
snatched him up because I, I know what the kid did in, in minor leagues last year. Right. And it, look, sometimes you just need a good start to get your confidence going. And after that, you, you know, you could take off for the rest of the season. Uh, a guy who was like that last year was Jake Lamb. And yep. looking at him today, $3,700 against Jared Kozart. Now, I know it's in San Diego, but San Diego is not as wretched a hitter's park as it once was. Those, right. those adjustments have certainly especially, come around. Especially and I fe- for lefties. And ding, 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 ding. See, you, you took the word, see? See, okay. you're not just a pretty face, Todd. I don't care what oh. anybody says about you. You're not just a pretty face. I mean, you're that too. But we're, we're talking about a, a situation where there's a stigma that follows a ballpark still, even after they make dimension changes and whatnot. And Jake Lamb sitting there having a great start to the season, the 3,700, uh, to me, I love him. Is there anybody else at third base that really pops to you looking at the slate and the value? Yeah, uh, Justin Turner, Kyle Freeland from uh, the, the, the uh, Colorado Rockies. Colorado Rockies. And uh, if you want to pick on Matt Kane, and who doesn't, Mike is <laughs> you know, sitting there. We didn't mention, but you can, Eric, you know, Eric Hosmer, too, uh, is, is not a bad first baseman. If you want to do a little stack against the. Uh, Against the uh, the not what he used to be, Matt Cain. It's in Kansas City, but even even so, so yeah, Turner, Turner, Lamb, and Mustakis are the three that I got in the green for the third base uh, position tonight. All right, obviously baseball is here, and you don't get stranded on first base without a RotoWire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com/RotoWire to claim it. And you must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. So users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's fanduelcom RotoWire. All right, let's go to the middle end field here. Mm-hmm. Find some values here. Find some guys. A nice return on investment. Obviously, Jose Altuve, very top of the board, forty-one hundred. Uh, it's it's hard not to love Altuve all the time, <laughs> but it's it's easier to love him against the lefties. He's got an Alaska tonight, but uh, you know. It, Altuve just does so much in the D, in the DFS game. He offers so so many pluses. You know, he just does everything. He gets hits. He walks. He steals bases. He has power. But I gotta say, for a couple hundred dollars less, you know, even a guy like Dozier against Tomlin, I, I'm you know, I'm gonna yeah. keep trolling Josh Tomlin today just because mm-hmm. it feels like the right thing to do. But let's go further down the board. Uh, who are some of the guys here in this lower grouping that you feel might be uh, a little bit better in terms of less owned? Uh, he's, he's going to play. He's been playing a lot against righties. So Scooter Jeanette could be in there. He's been playing a little bit of outfield, hmm. playing a little bit of left field, uh, for the, uh, for the Reds. So again, I was going to say Jimenez, but it's Gosman. Double check that. And Rotowire probable says it's definitely Gosman. So, uh, Scooter against Gosman wouldn't be a terrible play. It's a little bit pricier, more, maybe more of the cash play, but you, you know, you mentioned Fulton Daniel Murphy is, uh, you know, doing what Daniel Murphy does. And uh, again, it's 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 not a cheapy not a cheap play, but if you're looking for that Dodger stack against Kyle Freeland, the lefty, Logan Forsythe's always in play. Yeah, I I would I would agree there. I, Logan Forsythe I think is one of the more underrated guys mm-hmm. yep. in fantasy. I mean, that's another one flies out very under the radar. So if for some reason in your season long league you can kind of get him on the cheap in a trade, I would. And if you're hurting at second base, that's that's a guy that I would always like to add. You know, fortunately last year was injuries that really kind of you know, stunted him. But when he's been on the field, he's been excellent. Oh, let's go over to the shortstop. Lindor off to a, a fantastic season, oh, obviously. What a, what a player. And it's funny. I felt I felt like I was on an island last year, Todd. I got into flat-out arguments on air about Francisco Lindor. People tell me that there's absolutely no way this guy can can come close to what he did the year before. I was like, really? 
Have you watched him play? He's terrific. And I legit, where I had him rankings, people would like, after they read the black book, they would tweet at me like, how could you have Lindor so high? I was like, really? Did you watch him play? Like, I keep going to the same thing. Not to mention, the, I, the guy's jacked. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Yeah. Like, what? Well, I mean, he, I know he's a littler guy, but he is one of the strongest pound-for-pound baseball players out there. Switch hitter, obviously, 4,100 out there tonight. So if you're going to go to the top of the board with a guy who's been pretty safe, I mean, that's the one to go to. Uh, shortstop's been tough this year. You know, outside of the guys like Lindor, right. I mean, you've had Trey Turner dealing some injuries. You've had Bogarts, who was, you know, kind of out the beginning of the year a little bit. Uh, where is your eye going to in shortstop? I mean, I know Seager's another top guy, but he's got the lefty-lefty. I know it's yeah. a strong lefty, but at 36, that might be enough to shy you away. So, so where's the Todd Zola eye go to shortstop today? Well, uh, back to back to the lefty Brian Johnson. You know, is this the night that Troy Tulowitzki uh, cuts it loose? Brandon Crawford. Well, they need him to. Let me yeah, tell you, that Toronto lineup needs to pick up the slack yeah, for Donaldson. Right. They really yeah, do. Yeah. Martin, him, a whole bunch of them. Yeah, Brandon Crawford's got the platoon advantage, and I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder here. Let me know. But there's Jorge Polanco against that Tomlin dude. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> you aren't actually. I, 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 but I'm happy that you. I'm happy you brought it up. That's. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been hitting towards the top of the order. He's got a little pop. You know, Minnesota's going to score some runs. It's a, it's actually a good park to score runs in Target Field. So you know, he, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cheaper play or it's a stack play, whichever you want. It's either a, it's either a cash punt or part of a stack against Tomlin. The guy for me that stuck out was actually Brandon Crawford against Jason okay. Hamill. Yeah. That was the one for me for 2700 sure. I'm looking for, you know, trying to get a bomb out of Brandon Crawford. That's what I'm trying to do. Yep. It's it's not, you know, it's not all rocket science. I'm <laughs> I'm literally just looking for a bomb out of Brandon Crawford. And I think even if he doesn't give you that, that 2700 he still can be a decent enough two times value, two and a half times value kind of guy yep, that will, yep, you know, yep. won't kill you. All right, let's go to the outfield, try to wrap this bad boy up, obviously. Yep. Always the same, Mike Trout at the top of the board. Is 4,900 too much for Mike Trout tonight against uh, Joe Musgrove? That's a tempting one. You know, it's been weird with Trout because I found I've been finding myself having a lot of money left over. It's like, oh, good, I can get Trout in there. Sometimes that's not the best thing. No. Because not just, you know, everybody might be on Trout. So I guess I'm, I'm not going to lock him in and then build from there. But if I've got the money, I will consider it but I won't hesitate to go a little lower just because you don't have, you know, especially in, in tournament play, you don't have to fill out the complete salary. Right. Well, that that's, that's always a trap, I think too. And you know, that's, that's part yeah. of the fascinating thing about DFS is there's this thing where you have enough money to spend and all of a sudden you go from a lineup that you really like and you say, Oh, I'm leaving money on the table. It's okay. The perfect lineup that you're going to see that wins, you know, that, that's the most maximized lineup. It usually leaves money on the table by oh, a sure. fair amount. And I think people need to go out there, put the lineup that they like, put the lineup that they research, the one that they feel confident in, uh, whether it's from this podcast and wrote other RotoWire information or, or other you know information cross-sectioning and all. Right. That's what you should go in there. It's not about necessarily just blanking out the salary budget. Uh, let's talk about Yohannes Cespedes, who gets to see the Phillies <laughs> again. And I got to say, it was a pretty good weekend when he saw the Phillies last time last week. Uh, so I know you can't carry that over, but he's one of the streakiest guys around. Is that the kind of player that bothers you? Like, would you prefer for $100 less to go to a guy like Mookie Betts with the 
more consistent skill set. I know Betts kind of you know had a, had a weird start, but the, really picked it up over the last weekend. So I think that I would rather save just the you know the hundred dollars more and go with Betts. Where do you stand in that range? Yeah, well, it depends. I guess if cash game, I'm still going Cespedes, but he is so hot, people will be looking at it. One of these we, one of these nights, and we're not talking about Derek Holland. We'll talk about splits and the fact that Cespedes looks like he has a reverse split, although he hasn't had a career long enough to be able to say that definitively. So, you know, to me, it's more if he's facing, facing Eflin, a lesser pitcher than the handedness part of it. But yeah, he, I like him, but in, in, in GPP, I'll probably be off of him just because there's a lot of other, well, not a lot, but there's a few other guys out there that I think I would rather look towards for the, uh, for the home run, for the, you know, for the big, big payoff tonight. Well, another guy that I like, but it's a, it's a strong salary, but I think he's worth it. Uh, I'm a big fan of this guy. He was heading into the year two, and he's off to a red-hot start as Nomar Mazzara. Mm-hmm. He's got the good matchup now. I know it's in Oakland and all that stuff, but, I mean, the guy's had 340 with four mm-hmm. bombs and 13 RBI so far this month. I mean, that is a tremendous start for Nomar. Yep, yep. He'll be playing. All match. He may sit against some lefties, but he won't be sitting tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that's that's actually he's got uh, that's the righty matchup. Does he not have that? Yeah, it's a trick. That's he won't be sitting at. Oh, trick. he won't be saying. Ah, yes, very yeah, good. No, I wasn't I, sure if you I, I'm kind of a. I know I shouldn't be doing this. It's, if you want to win in DFS, do as I say, don't do as I do. Uh, I'm not going to be playing with Zara because I'm really invested in trigs and seasonal play. And I know people will say, well, you should be hedging your bets and using. Mazzara well, that's exactly DFS. where I was going. Yeah, I'm yeah. shocked about that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't play enough lineups to, to, to play in that. And it's just, I don't, I honestly don't have the, I'm learning it, but I don't have the GPP uh, DNA to, to, you know, to, to be able to do that. And it's uh, a different DNA. And, and for those yeah. of you who are listening and just starting out here, you know, stick with those 50-50s, stick with the double-ups, stick in the cash game world, because especially with baseball where there's a 70% failure rate built into the best players, on a nightly basis, that GBP thing is going to be difficult. It's it's going to take like Fulton Evich having a great game against the Scherzer. Those kind of things kind of have to happen for you to rocket to the top of a, a, yeah. of a GPP. So you've got to be willing to – you've got to be willing to lose a little bit more. And if some people who are starting out in the DFS world aren't necessarily – you know, in that vein. Uh, before we close out outfield, who are some of the other guys that you think in terms of run uh, scoring potential, you think the numbers are going to be there for them at the end of this uh, Tuesday yeah. night? Yeah, uh, we, we, you know, you got your, we got your uh, Oriole stack against Arroyo with Adam Jones and Mark Trumbo. Uh, you, back to Matt Cain again, Alex Gordon at 2,600 is, is a combination punt and uh, stack play. You know, you want to go back to hitting on Brian Johnson. You got Jose Bautista. Ah, uh, that's where I was going. I was yeah. talking yeah. about guys that are, you know, <laughs> the the themes, the theme of this, whether you like it or not, is guys that are due. I mean, I know you hate yeah. it, but I mean, that's yeah. that's what's yeah. happening here. And uh, for whatever reason, I, I I didn't I didn't have time to look into it. For whatever reason, Billy Hamilton's lighting up on my sheet tonight. I need to see if the uh, if the if the if the uh, matchup for running is again all right. It was Obaldo. I need to check Gausman. I think it's easy to run against Obaldo. I need to check how hard it is to run against Gausman. But Billy Hamilton was lighting up a little bit. And you know, if you want to pay up, uh, Bryce Harper is still there. Talk about red heart starts. Uh, Fultonevich is is at this point uh, promising but hittable. Um, you know, you know, I'd rather I'd rather go Harper than Trout if we're spending the money. Yeah, uh, I can understand that for sure. And I'll tell you, one more guy that for me is I think is a great value, twenty eight hundred. A guy who also has a great start to the year. He's got a good matchup in terms of lefty righty. Is Mitch Haniger? Uh, Mitch Haniger. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you're looking at a guy 
once again, like I brought up before with Crawford, I'm, I'm looking for the bomb, but I think at 2,800, the re- I'm not putting out too much in order to get that return for a guy like Hanager. Yeah. And I think he's a nice building block and foundation yeah. to a lineup that's going to allow me, even in cash games, to go up and get some of those big time pitchers. It lets me yeah. put a Darvish in the lineup. When you got to find value and you can't, you know, you're not going to be able to put, you know, some of those big time outfielders in there. Outfield is a place where you can find that value. Hanager is, for me, the one that yeah. uh, certainly sticks and, out. And real quick, Seth Smith against Arroyo and Nelson Cruz against Wee and Chen. Yes, always Seth, always Seth Smith in that. In that. <laughs> There's two Lock things you load. can uh, – Wilmer Flores and Seth Smith, those are certain yeah. things but, that yeah, you can count on in life. Nelson Cruz against Wee and Chen is another, you know, obviously another strong, strong play for a bomb. All right, so the theme tonight – people are going to start getting right on Tuesday. That's what it is. is We've had enough baseball now. So all of you people in your seasonal leagues off to slow starts right now, it's time to turn it around. It's time to double down on those guys, put them in those daily lineups. Cause Todd and I, we got a good feeling. All right. For Todd Zola, <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Todd Zola. You can follow me at Joe piece of PS 17. That'll do it for us here on the road wire DFS podcast. Have a great day of daily fantasy. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.